Welcome to the Mile High Podcast. Start smoking now. Good evening and welcome to Mile High Podcast. As always, we're your host tonight. We'll be telling you tales of drugs, pop culture, and using the word fuck a lot. Now remember, marijuana can be dangerous. Don't hurt yourself or your loved ones. But subscribe. Sorry. <laughs> awesome. So, ladies and gentlemen, Nancy set us off with her nice little music. Welcome to the beginning of the final episode of the Mile High Podcast. I am Jason. Just of this ep- of the season, not ever. Yes, yes, the final season episode. Not ever. We'll be back next season. Uh, I'm James Thomas. With me is my buddy Dave. Why, hello. Hello, Dave. Hello. Happy uh, holidays. Happy day after Halloween. Yes. Yeah. Or happy holidays. Dave said it right. Yeah. Whatever. And (laughs) as you can all hear, Nancy has come back uh, and was with us. Hey, Nancy. Hi. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you as well. And returning from being abroad, Mr. Chris Law. How's it going this evening? Welcome, welcome back. It's going good. It's going good. Um, We are on the... 11th episode? 11th episode. 11th episode. Does it include the mysterious first one? The one, oh, it, it says on the, yeah, before we get any farther, <laughs> I have a, uh, a list. I have uh, David's outline, and this is my favorite kind of outline because it's so very basic. It just basically this isn't has. on the outline. It, it, yeah, this is, this is. This the, is considered intro. Yeah, yeah, intro. Welcome back, Chris. I did that. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're on the outline, but this outline, super simple. Dave sometimes reads me like three pages of outlines. This is one page, and it basically has four questions. It's exactly my kind of outline. The less bullet points, the better. <sighs> That's my favorite. But, so, uh, yeah, so we're on the final episode of the season. We will be back for season two. Um, and so this is it. It's really exciting. It's 11 episodes. We've done, a, we've done this for... 11 weeks in a row, minus a week or so here, yeah. and so... Yeah, better, and we, you know, had a, a test episode a couple of weeks before yeah. the mysterious first episode, and, uh, I mean, you know, we've learned a lot, and so, really, this episode is gonna be about, um, shit we learned, um, stuff that we uh, did, stuff to look forward to, um, I think this is gonna be real fun, it's gonna be a nice little, uh, walk down, uh, memory lane, because and our story... lane. And a future lane. Our stoner memories is 12 weeks. And memories of lane, what is future? Is it a road? Alley? What? I don't know. He lost me. Yeah. Well, no, because the memories of lane, right? So, right. is future a road or an alley? Well, it's it not how you feel lane. about time, but if it's linear, it's still a lane. Because it's the same line, right? Uh, all right. Well, I'm not sure if that's the definition of a lane. But, I mean, unless, like, at a it's major a intersection, line. it changes name. I was just wondering what you guys would, you know, like it could be a, a place it. or a way. No, but I mean, if it starts as a lane, wouldn't it finish or as a lane? Or a circle? Could be a circle. So, one of the most profound things I've ever seen in a movie, which is this throwaway line in a throwaway movie, um, is uh, this movie of Kevin Costner called The Perfect World. And he said that a car is a time machine because out the windshield is the future, not the back window is the past. And inside the car is the future. So I use that quite a bit. Uh, It's a good movie. It's kind of interesting. (coughs) Well, technically, it would not be 
Well, yeah, I was about to say, if you go by Einstein, technically you are a little bit younger when you get out of the car by a few microseconds, so. You're yeah. younger when you're literally a time yeah. machine. So they, did, they even did, they, they expounded on that, and they sent people to space and aged them when they came back, and they're seconds younger sometimes. Um, all the, the satellites that are in orbit, especially if they're GPS-type satellites, they're always um, off a little bit because time is so much different. It's less time because of gravity up in space versus us down here. Time so will go slower. That's why a lot of scientists will acknowledge that, in theory, you really couldn't travel into the future, but you, they don't that's know how you get fast. Well, it's just the uh, relativistic effects of the yeah. faster you go. You know who does a great explanation of it still to this day over anybody? Carl Superman Sagan. Ford. Carl Sagan, yeah. On the Cosmos, oh. the original Cosmos. That was the best explanation of time travel and the speed of light. And it was great. I love that episode. I like when Superman turned back time. When he like, flies Ford. around the planet yeah. a bunch. And he makes the, and he makes the water goes backwards. Did Carl Sagan explain that? <laughs> Touche. I have no response to that. Yeah. So we're smoking out of the bond that has no name. Oh, he's nameless. And so uh, on the off season, we'll come back. When we come back, that bond will have a name. We'll put, we'll put that thing that we were supposed to put on like two weeks on. We'll put it a poll. We'll, we'll put little pictures of it. We'll do a little photo shoot of it. A boudoir photo shoot of the bong. Um, but we are smoking out of a named bong. And we are smoking... Baba Kush. From... Igati. There you go. So they, good per- aren't they where they, the pipe came from, or the bong came from, too? No, the bong came from... Oh, 710. 720. 720. Is it a 720? 710. I feel so bad. I know. But it would be 720 because that's an area code. It's a car. What the fuck is 710? Yeah, seven days a week, 10 hours a day. No. What? That makes no sense. It is 7C, 710C. It was... There we'll good. Google it. <laughs> Google that shit. GTS. Um, I want my company to But I do want to um, tell our listeners, because they can't see the pile of joints that we have here. Literally every joint we have here is from Rocky Road. Because they were open. Right, right. There's nowhere else. <laughs> that's, that's a, you know, a great slogan. Rocky Road. Because yeah. they're open. Yeah. 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 Uh, we, seasons, we have been getting Rocky Road. Did you look at it? Did you find it? I keep getting distracted. Um, so, uh, we've been making fun of them all season, because I don't really care for them, but they're open super late everywhere they are. Like, the one that we got ours from on 112th in Colorado is open until 11.59. And I go there because the weed is killer, and the people on the Chambers in Mexico one are actually pretty cool. But... But they don't give discounts. I know that's kind of a point of contention. It is 710 pipes. Or is it 71 uh, no, C pipes? Yeah, 710 pipes. Pipe. But they did something with the zero where they make it look like a C. I don't know. It, it's weird. 710 it pipes. Think Thank of you for uh, the unnamed bong. 710 pipes. I yes, was right we'll about name that. it. Nice job. And that's one at the one 104th just west of I 25, which is the one I went to. That is a very good one. There's one on Colfax Avenue between the Fillmore and the Ogden. So excellent. Yeah, maybe you're gonna go see small music, and then uh, there's one on Evans. So they're pretty popular, and they've actually grown since we we started there. So, so do we grow? Good job. Do we help them advertise and grow their base? Yes, literally, literally two since two weeks ago. It is. We didn't. We just don't know the power that we wield here. Sometimes we wield some massive power, so we can smoke. Dave's joined. 
All right. Because you're the next in line. Yeah, so we're smoking tonight Rocky Road's Scarlet Fire, because my head is Scarlet Fire, and so is my red beard. I do declare. <laughs> you have a weird lid on that. That's cool. Hmm. Is it special? I don't no. know. No. It's uh, just a lid. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's a different special, kind of, is it? It's a different patented dube tube that uh, Rocky Road... Uh, made in the lab. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. They're That's just... why they're up so late. Yeah, they're always <laughs> working on new tubes. <laughs> they're working on something. Um, all right. Well, Chris, you have clearly not listened to a single one of the shows since we no. had it. Listen to one show though. Yes, the lo- the lost show. The mysterious the episode. Show. I, I had nothing to do with that disappearing. Right. Um, yeah, so this is kind of what we, we learned. I'm going to tell you a couple things that we learned since since we started doing it. Number one, don't use a good microphone and a not-as-good microphone. Because when we tried to run this Yeti with the other microphone, like, show, if you go back and listen to episode seven, we're sorry. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was really funny, but it sounded like shit. Yeah. It, but the, we found out that we had the good microphone on mute for, like, the majority of the yeah, fucking yeah. show. That, that, I can see it. That can it sounded like we were, like, in a cave, like, doing the show. And we tried to have Mike Santorion over the phone, and he sounded like fucking penis. On the, same, on the same episode, we were really... And once again, I think on that one, too, we were holding Mike's... The, the phone up to the microphone that was on mute. Yeah. There are a lot of... <laughs> Times. Well, holding the phone up may not have been the best. Yeah, <laughs> we method in the first. It was place. an experiment. Yeah, but so we that's we'll one, that's one of the things we learned. We also learned that it's better to smoke right before the show uh, and and during the show too. But and uh, after and after well. the show, it, it, this all sounds like excuses. <laughs> <laughs> and during the week, guys are doing research yeah. and <laughs> at night before we go to bed. Yeah. Right, research. But we, we learned because sometimes we'd start off and then we'd be smoking and we wouldn't get that. Because you get that natural groove of smoking with people. And so we our groove would have to happen on the air. But instead, we do the groove, we do the little chill out. So by the time the air hits, we're like, boom, we're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had uh, a friend, DW, who uh, was on the show. For like... 80% yeah. of a show. He got super blazed and had to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so. Good times were Yeah. So. And then we did, we did for the first time a, uh, a, a on-location show. And Dave, tell Chris about that. Yeah, so um, because we are uh, basically two microphones hooked up to a laptop, um, <laughs> I went and uh, met a buddy of mine. No, basically. Yeah. That's exactly what no, the they, setup was. So now, like. if they know that, though, they should be pretty impressed, right? Yeah, like, oh, that's. Lower your bar. Yeah. <laughs> I think we put a good, a good show, even yeah, though we're super basic. Uh, but I went down to Parker, met a really good friend of mine uh-huh. uh, who I've known for 15 plus years. I'll stop clicking my pin in the microphone. I'm sure that's. <laughs> what did we learn? Don't click your microphone or open your sodas next to the. Microphone. Oh, yeah, we do that too. <laughs> we do that a lot. Um, trying to time it. But it was interesting because him and I have such a different rapport than you and I have. Like, I've known him half as long as I've known you, but we have such a different rapport. So we gave a, a good show, a different right. show. So yeah, it was fun, and I can't wait to do more. Uh, we're going to go and meet one of my other friends who's uh, been in the uh, Second City, and 
uh, the marijuana industry, and we'll end up going to her place and recording and nice. having uh, Harry Potter high trivia. So, which means you have to finish that last book. Yes, Nobody say there anything. will be spoilers. There will be spoilers yeah. on that episode. You have to. Chris is uh, like a hundred pages into the last book. It's a great book, too, man. I, I know. Back through. It's been like, yeah, it's, it's been a lot. We succeeded in not being spoiled, though, so you can't book. ruin it for him now. The trouble of waiting in line at a bookstore overseas to get it the day it came out. I'll, I'll finish it you did that eventually. Yeah, I bought Harry Half-Blood Potter Prince. and the Half-Blood Prince at the Paris train station on the way to Amsterdam. And my wife told me that What I, was it? What was that trip, though? I didn't even... Yeah. And you kind of left out the most important part of that trip. And so my wife specifically told me not to read it on the train, and I could buy it. And I was like, cool. Because his wife did not want to be bored on a four-hour train ride on her honeymoon. Looking at the beautiful French countryside and Belgian countryside and ignored, you know. But what my wife forgot is that she falls asleep super easily in moving vehicles. So about we they gave her some cheese and some wine. <laughs> the cutest little baby wine bottle. And then uh, she went to sleep. Yeah. And then she woke up maybe a half hour out of London. Or no, out of uh, Amsterdam. Amsterdam. And uh, she... Call me reading, and she was like, What the hell? I told you not to read. I was like, Yo, I've got 70 pages left. I'm definitely <laughs> finishing this book. Right now. So, yeah. So, my experience with Harry Potter, my um, my friend Courtney is a huge Harry Potter nerd, but my kid and my wife are massive Harry Potter nerds, and I put off reading them for the longest time. Um, and then I just wanted, I had a goal one year to read 50 books, and I wanted to try Harry mm-hmm. Potter. And I read the first three, and they were amazing, but I was running out of time. So I got them off Audible as audiobooks. And the guy who does, who reads the Harry Potter books is so fantastic that I just annihilate the books, and I'm going back through this my second time. And I'm on uh, Half-Blood Prince right again. Um, one, because they're fantastic, but two, I also want to kick Corny's ass in Harry Potter trivia. There you go. I'm That's caught up on the book. movies, but I've only read three of them. I swear, use your Audible credits... To just give one book a That's month. A good idea. And they're fucking great. You know, I, you know what I do with the Audible credits? I get the fucking longest book I get. Like the first Audible credit I ever had, I was like, I will take the Odyssey. <laughs> and they're like, what? And I'm like, yes. Do you have to read that in school? Yeah, or, like, you know what though? It depends. Two or three different That's grades. That's good to know yeah. though, because I've actually I stopped using Audible because the last book that I read on Audible. And maybe, I think it was the topic. I, it was the Hamilton book that Lin, Manuel and Mariah... Oh, the Ron yeah, Tram. Yeah. yeah, and I, I, that is not interesting to listen to. You have to read it. You have to be able to go back a couple pages and be like, wait, I thought so-and-so was named this. And I, For me, anyways. Especially geography. I have to check geography in, in the first half of that book. So, for me, the Audible was not doing it. I'd sit at a red light and they'd start describing how far northeast somebody was heading in a battle... I'm like, what? Yeah, I thought we were still over here. So, Yeah, fiction books are definitely better, I think, on Audible. Yeah. Um, Stephen King has some excellent uh, narrators. And so, like, the Institute, which I listened to when I went up to Yellowstone, I mean, I was so engaged that I was on a 10-hour uh, drive from Yellowstone down to my house, completely just listened to the book, and I just lost myself in the book, and I really didn't... That doesn't save when you're driving. But did, well, it's fuck, dude, and, and it's Wyoming. There was literally nothing. There's no towns, nothing. 
for mm. fucking 100 miles, and it was desolate, so I had nothing better to do. I also... Sapiens is great. I was about to say, because I had to look and make sure they had an audio uh, book for it, how you were saying that fiction is normally better, which that's been my experience, but I've had a few non-fiction books, like uh, Power of Habit, listened to that one when I was moving cross-country, which that was a great one, uh, just from the style that it's written in, that's why I had to look and see if Sapiens had it, that seems like that'd be a great one, listening to, like, going to and from work, driving around, like, and that's what I love with Audible. Like, I've listened to more than non-fiction books that I just don't have time to... Yeah, it's all about time with me. The, the, now that you mention that, I think the only non-fiction book in Audible I've ever enjoyed was Michelle Obama's Becoming. What? Because I have the hard copy, too. I read both. I don't know why. But once I started listening to it on Audible, then when I'd come home and start reading the book, I read it in the Audible voice. It's her voice. It's great. It's very comforting. I love it. So I do suggest that one, but yeah, non-fiction. And, and, and Audible Mile High Podcast is currently accepting sponsors. You can contact us <laughs> in a variety of different ways. At themilehighpodcast at gmail.com Yes, good job, man. You've been gone for so long and you're already like fucking getting a sponsor. Well played, well played, well um, played. Alright, so we're going to move on to our fun thing that we like to do every week. What do we watch this week? And since Chris is back, what did you watch this week, Chris? Um... That you want to talk about. This week I've been busy, so I haven't watched that much. Uh, what I've been watching lately, though, that I really enjoyed is uh, Marianne on Netflix. <sighs> yes! Thank Which, you, sir. Okay, uh, <coughs> else has seen it. And it's, I'm only about two and a half episodes in, but just great, well done horror. Not a lot of jump scares, but the ones that are in there, I'm like, eh, they've earned them. <laughs> For sure, and I blew Marianne a lot last week, so... <laughs> so I bet Marianne enjoyed that. I bet she did. I, you know, we have such power to grow seven, ten pipes that uh, I'm sure Marianne got a big boost from the Mahai podcast. But it, I finished that. That was one of the things that I watched, was I finished that season. And from the very first episode to the very last, man, it's you have a you know good couple scares. Uh, the, my favorite horror movie so far this year is Eli... Another uh, Netflix show, and that had two really good ghost um, jump scares. But Marianne, every episode has something different, and it's not the same kind of. It's a different okay. kind of scare. Really I good guess. horror show. Really good. Well, it got what got me with the uh, first episode of that because I'm basically out on a tropical island. We had massive rainstorms that like took out internet, took out all the uh, power, took out the phones. And, well, power on half the island. So I didn't have power, but I knew people who did. Which frustrating. But, and so I was sitting there, and I had the first episode of Marianne downloaded and had gone up and charged my uh, laptop. So sitting there watching the first episode, no lights whatsoever, had my little surround sound headphones on, and laying there in bed, watch through the first episode, and go outside, and like I said, it's a tropical island, so you're in the middle of the jungle, and a whole bunch of sounds I'm not used to. I'm losing my shit for a good ten minutes having that cigarette there. Every single sound that I hear. I bet. Yeah, I was telling uh, Chris last week when I was talking about Marianne that I was blazed as fuck. And it was a really good sativa. I got some a lot of writing done, and then I went and watched it. And that shit fucking turned on me. Like, I don't get spooked out by horror stories, but I was, like, feeling super tense, super nervous. Um, and I relate all to the weed because... 
I watch horror movies like all the time, so it's hard for me to get scared. And then like that one actually was producing some anxiety. It was great, uh, you know. Yeah. When a show can do that to somebody like me, I I put them right to the top. Hereditary was another one where it was really quality horror. Maybe not everybody's cup of tea, but yeah, it had some really great elements in it. Um, that I I wrote put it right to the top. As yeah. well as a great horror movie because it was so different and made me feel anxious. Yeah, because I'm, I'm definitely like a, a bit of a horror snob as well, and that's what I liked about like Marianne is it, it got me, and not a lot of things do that. And then um, yeah, same with Hereditary, and it's one of those I'm like I don't think I'll go back and watch a second time. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm like yeah, I think now I'll just be like oh, okay, yeah, I kind of get where that was coming from, but yeah, that one I really enjoyed. Just anything unconventional. That's why I liked uh, stuff like The Witch. Yeah. Which is still one of the most terrifying movies I've seen in years. Okay. We watched, I watched, uh, Carrie, the original Carrie. Yeah, the, the reboot's trash. Yeah, the original Carrie was great. You know, like, cinematography you had to think about for the time was pretty neat. They had pretty neat effects, and the acting was, was marvelous in it. But a real enjoyable thing that I watched over the past two days was fucking Scream. Yeah, man, great movie. I watch Scream and Scream 2. And I'm like, you know what? I will watch Scream 3. The Scream series plays out well. Uh, You know what? My thing about 4, I have seen it. And it takes, it it brings it too far out of it for me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, after I was done after Scream 2, they were so great. Yeah. 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 Craven's a mastermind. Yeah, it's brilliant. Right, and I and watching them again, they're just as enjoyable and just as suspenseful. They get a lot of slack for horror movies, but they're they're good horror. They're good horror. They they really are for being such a spoof on horror movies, and like the entire WB from the nineties well, is know, all through that. Like I was the day Buffy and Peggy was on there, and Pacey from Dawson's Creek was on there. Yeah, like yeah, it was all WB. Well, I, I don't know if I'd even go as far as spoof, but it's. You see it doing the same thing that everybody kind of uh, praised uh, uh, Weenan for with Kevin in the Woods. It said, uh, what Scream does, it, is it deconstructs it, which I, I'm trying to think, I don't think you'd really had the horror films before that, that kind of did a whole deconstruction on the genre. Yeah. In the way that Scream did. I'll say um, Nightmare on Elm Street, New Nightmare. Because they were recording yeah. a Nightmare on Elm Street movie as uh, yeah. Freddy came back, which was another Wes Craven the, the masterpiece. Wes Craven having to tell what's your name, Nancy, yeah. and it's like, yeah, Freddy came to me in my dreams, and I'm like, well, you're dead, Wes Craven. You put him out to the rest yeah. of us. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's one of those things. That's one of those movies that I did not uh, continually. I like the first time I watched it. Really, the first, um, the first three. My favorite is the Dream, um, Dream Night, Warriors. Dream Warriors. Yeah, that was right. the the best one. Dream sure. Warriors is the best. Oh. The original is great. Come no. on, it, it, is great. it is great. No. Second was okay, but I love the Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. Uh. That's one thing. I, I'm not a big Halloween fan. Um, the movie. I'm a huge fan of the movie, but like the the season of Halloween, I'm not huge into. Except for everybody's opening up their vaults and bringing out all these old school horror movies mm-hmm. that I have loved. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
So now we're on past Dream Halloween. Now it's on to Christmas. What's the number one? Shut down Halloween as of like 8 this morning. What's your what's the number one? He doesn't think Dream Warriors is the best. What's the best? Uh, this is riveting. No, I'm just because <clears throat> it's been years since I've seen most of them. I'd still say the original. The original no. still sticks. In. Uh, you know why the original? And because... beyond that, like it was, it depends on how much cheese I'm in the movie. Yeah, for. I'm with Chris only because the end scene got me. It gets me every time, the even though dead. I know it's happening. No, the very end scene with the mom, even though I know it's happening, it's still I jump every single yeah. time, and I love that. I don't. It's great. So. Yeah. Anytime you get a movie that will elicit some kind of reaction, like Nightmare on Elm Street was the first horror movie I ever watched, and it gave me massive nightmares. I've never had nightmares before yes. or since. Like, I was and, afraid to get in the bath as a kid, having seen that scene with Nancy in the bath and the claw coming up. Thanks you know. to Evil Dead to this day, like, I, I'm still terrified about being stabbed through my ankles. Ooh, yeah. Like, I, because... Oh, is that what that is? See, but I saw Evil Dead even before that as a little kid when she gets stabbed through the attendant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When I, hear that, I think Jason Robar is uh, in Pet Cemetery when he gets his Achilles yeah. cut. Yeah, yeah that... Oh. It, does, it is disturbing if you think about it too much. But if, if I mentally prep myself, like, okay, just what? know it's coming. And with Evil Dead, and it's funny, like, I had that horrible memory in my head for years. And then I got older, and I, and I think I saw Army of Darkness first. And then, of course, I had to go back and watch Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Sam Raimi's student film that was basically also just Evil Dead. Yeah. And now, and when I saw that scene, and I'm like, <coughs> now it's funny to me, but there's still that little kid part of me that is just, like, <laughs> terrified from, like, I should not have been scanning the channels that night. Oh, uh. That's a great series. I used to make my mom watch that whole Evil Dead 1 and 2, at least, on Halloween night, every night with me, for a long time. And she loved them, too. And she's not a horror fan, but she laughed at them, at least. So. Yeah, that's one of those ones I wouldn't mind having them reboot it. They're, they're talking think, about yeah, it. They're talking about it, and it would be good, and especially if they can bring Bruce Campbell back. Yes. And that's they the can't have thing. Evil Dead without Bruce Campbell. Everyone else is on board, and I'm like, if he doesn't come back, at least get his blessing. Yeah. Because I heard the reboot, the most recent one, was actually decent, and I haven't it seen it. It was pretty decent, but it missed the humor of Bruce Campbell. But it yeah. stays in the universe, apparently. Yeah. Which well, I read an interview where they said it happens in the same universe exactly. that we've seen. He's not really doing anything, so, so I mean, his schedule's guys, open. If you were to do it, if you were to reboot uh, Army of Darkness, and you couldn't get Bruce Campbell, who do you get to be Ash? I, I hate my suggestion. Chris Pratt. Because Ooh. he's in everything, and he would be perfect for it. Do not say The Rock. The no. Rock? Oh, no! Yes. Uh, Have you heard that before? No, because Chris said he's been in everything. Yeah, Chris was talking about that uh, Rock was going to be in uh, some Star Wars movie or something, or uh, he thought the Rock was going to be Wolverine. (laughs) He's just making a joke because Rock's in everything. I knew you were going to say. I have to say, I tell me about the Rock being in movies. You're getting Rock. The Rock is ass would be amazing. I can. Kevin Hart is ass would be funny. Ooh, I guess it depends on what way they want to go with this. Chris Pratt. I, I, but The Rock can do the physical good. comedy. The Rock yeah. is good at physical comedy. He is good at that. He's good at delivery. And he does action stuff. So but he, so is Chris Pratt. Well, yeah, but... If he can bring his Andy Dwyer character to Evil Dead, I think that would be an amazing movie. <laughs> see, I can't, I can't see Pratt as Ash. 
I've or actually been rewatching Parks and Rec with my kids. Oh yeah, I yeah. love Parks and Rec. It's such a great show. Oh, it's great. Yeah. After the first season wasn't very good, <laughs> and then I, but the second season, great, and the rest of the season was or the series was great. They started watching The Office, like rewatching The Office with me, and that's when I was like, oh, you gotta watch Parks and Rec. And they almost didn't finish the first season. I was like, just stick it out. <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Where are we on our outline, James? We're still on what we're we watch this week. We just tore, we just kind of tortured, but that's just great. This is Chris. You know what's funny, man? I'm just noticing we're already on our second joint, and we've already gone through a bomb. When you have four people, we burn through. Yeah, yeah, yeah we do. Man. That's why DW could not roll through it. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there okay? Um, other big notable Dave, what? I'll go to you. What, what, what did you watch this week? What's the big notable thing that you want to tell us about? That you watch this week? Well, I'm not going to go with uh, what I was going to talk about because I know Nancy really wants to talk about it. Yeah, um, and it's already come up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I watched Toy Story four finally. That was yeah, great. Oh, I, I love Forky. I love Forky. Yes. He's great. Forky's amazing. Trash? Yeah, trash. It was, I thought it was really great. Before. I was tempted to watch it on one of the flights back, but I know how easily I'm manipulated by Disney movies. It's not. And I did not feel like crying in a giant metal tube. It's not as sad as three. Yeah, definitely not. It was a good movie. I was yeah. really in, uh, impressed. Key and Peele were the standouts. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Oh, they were great. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. I finished watching Marianne. Um, other than that, I've been really busy writing last week, so I didn't get to watch too much. Nancy? I didn't think I watched much, but actually I think I couldn't think of anything because I watched so much. I watched a ton of old scary movies. My favorite being Cabin in the Woods. It's my favorite. I know it's it's not even scary to me. I don't classify it as horror myself, but it's a great movie, and I watched it with my boys who were at a great teenage age to appreciate it. It was great. I think Chris Hemsworth would be good, Yes. Oh, yeah. He would be funny. He just had a great part of James yeah. Well, He was funny as Thor. Yeah. You know. Ragnarok was great. Yeah. What else so, did you watch? Um, I watched that. I watched, like, the first three or four episodes of Living With Yourself with Paul Rudd, which... So, yeah, I love that show. It's, it's so good. It's such an interesting concept. Um, not real funny. No. And you think Paul Rudd's going to be on there, and it's going to be a comedy, but yeah. it's not. It has some funny parts, but... Yeah, so he's he's good at... He can play up those funny parts, so they make it, you know, it kind of lasts. But it's it's one of the few not-comedies that I'm watching right now, to be honest. And I watched The Goldbergs, which I've told you my feelings on that. And this, this has to be the last season. It can't keep going. They have to have one more season, because... Uh, Adam, Adam has race. to go to... High school. Oh, he's only a junior. Yeah, he's only a junior. Okay, senior year. And then he has to be done. Because in every episode, it's just the mom is upset because one of the kids of the husband doesn't appreciate her anymore. And then she gets sad, and then everybody makes up with her, and then they solve I like school. The same background music even when they resolve everything. Yeah. And I watched, yeah, school, sorry, but I've also watched a new show called The Heart Family on Netflix. It's okay. Or is it on Hulu? I'll have to look that up. It's okay. It's in the spirit of Bob's Burgers, but it's in the South, and it's like an interesting blended family of like a stepdad. And All the characters voiced by Kevin Hart. Kevin is Paul, the Hart family. It's it's actually pretty funny. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep it on my regular list, but I, I do tend to like those adult comedy cartoons for some reason. That's something mindless I can listen to. So we'll see. It's it's been funny so far. And not offensively stereotypical. So, that's good. I'm going to give a quick shout-out to a Netflix show that my wife turned me on to. It's a show called Dairy Girls. And it's set... Yeah, it sounds <laughs> No, but it's dairy. I watched Dairy Girls <laughs> before, Dave. Yeah, we're not talking about Pornhub, brother. Oh. 
<laughs> no, this is Netflix. This is you know, legit. Um, no, it's a uh, Irish. <laughs> They're a multi-million dollar company, I'm sure. To be fair, you can find a lot of former uh, late night porn movies with the nudity cut out on Netflix. Just to let you know, so if you ever find a 40 minute movie that makes no sense. <laughs> Alright, I will <laughs> certainly be looking for that when I get home. Interesting. Uh, but this Dairy Girls show is set in <laughs> Ireland in the 90s. I can really think of one porn that, by name that I would want to look up. Sorry. Dairy <laughs> Dairy Girls, I, it's a great comedy <laughs> out of Ireland. Um, very thick brogues. Um, it's set in the uh, Catholic versus Protestant. Thick brogues? Yeah, it's their dialect. It's brogue. They're, uh, Huge they're, tracks of laughing. My <laughs> island. <laughs> they, when they eat the potatoes. <laughs> Alright, Dairy, I'm not gonna get it out, but Dairy Girls, great show. It's six episodes long, two um, seasons, really fucking funny. Definitely check out uh, at least one episode, it's really funny. Is it six, six episodes, episodes long? Per six episodes long, two seasons. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was six episodes long and whole. Mike was a sincere clarification. So was mine. It was, it was just one thing I wish that the U.S. would do more shows like that. We have literally we talked about that. it every single Three. fucking episode. Even last episode, every episode you talked about it. Yeah, yeah, last episode. About Gary Girl episode says. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> we need about, to stop stretching everything out yeah, to 12 seasons. Uh, That's perfect. Great. So Benioff and Weiss from Game of Thrones... Just, uh, first of all, they got fired from Star Wars. They're not making Star Wars anymore. Um, because they put out this stupid fucking tweet where they're like, we don't really care what we're doing, we don't even really know what we're doing, we kind of, we never read the source material, we, um, kind of phoned it in the last couple seasons, and everybody's like, well, Absolutely. we knew that but by we all we the water like, bottles and Starbucks cups exactly. laying around. And that was a show that went on way too fucking long. Especially. But have you read the article that that came from, though? Because the internet, I've seen their response to it. Now, they did say, like, they hadn't read the source material. They were shocked when they got it. And, like, I read it more as them being honest. Like, they admit, like, the uh, initial pilot that they shot just did not work, and they had to redo it. But I think there's still, I think, so many people angry after the last season, which for me, I said, could have been better. Yeah, and, it could have been better. And I don't know, at this point, and people are saying, it's like, well, Disney doesn't want them. I'm like... I think at this point they're going three hundred million from Netflix to do whatever we want. It's like, yeah, they don't you have can to do anything with... ever again. They could just play around yeah. in their own backyards for the rest of their lives. In Star Wars three movies is a commitment. With that three hundred million from Netflix, you'd be like, all right, we're gonna do this movie. We're gonna yeah. do a TV show. Yeah, I guess they were slated to do the Knights of the Old Republic, which I would have thought I would have thought would have been a really cool concept. Mm-hmm. Seeing the Jedi and the Empire from like. Thousands oh, yeah, of years you before. had, like, cool. Sith armies and... Yeah, I thought that would be cool, but... It's a tough universe to write in, I think, because I think the Star Wars universe, and I'm glad you pointed that out in the last episode, I pointed out every episode, Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie of them all. So, it's a great universe to write in, if done well, and... It may be tough. It may the, the, those may have been tough movies to go. I mean, if you don't do a Star Trek, Star Wars movie well, people will still watch it. I still watch the ones I don't care for. But well, did we talk about the Star Wars trailer, or was that yeah. last week? 
It was the week that the D23 thing came out. No, there was the, the new Star Wars, Wars trailer. came out we last week. Oh. Yeah, I can't talk about Star Wars trailer. Yeah, yeah. It did. It looks fucking great. Yeah. It does. God, it looks so good. A lot of fan service in that. Sure. Oh, I'm just sad to bring back J.J. Abrams. I don't want to miss I think he's a great filmmaker. I, I, he, yes, um, he's a great filmmaker. I'm just, I don't want any mystery boxes. I'm like, I'm happy Ryan Johnson kind of got rid of the mystery boxes. Well, yeah, he said, he, did he say he was going to wrap it all up, though? He's gonna, yeah, and it's going to close it out. He yeah. wants to close out the night of the series. Well, and they all had input on each Well, they both had input on each other's movies. So I'm like, all right, there is a direction it was going in. Sure. But I'm just like, solid. I hope JJ doesn't be like, at the end, one more mystery. <laughs> I think one, the thing I'm most excited for is that final battle. The final battle of Star Wars, the Luke Skywalker saga. You know it's going to be something we've never seen before. Yeah. It's going to be incredible. I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be really cool. Um, so, what we are smoking right now, keeping with this outline. Just about done with. Yeah, we finished. Yeah, we've been... Is Clapton, Eric Clapton's weed? It's just Clapton. It's an Indica. Um, it's from Rocky Road, on a, in a different Rocky Road. From if I was Eric Clapton, I would make an Indica, too. He seems like a kind of Indica. I don't think that's much like my name. Nope. It's not associated with a musician. It's just... Nancy Wilson, call your friend Eric Clapton. <laughs> we very much enjoy this marijuana. Thank you. Rocky well, Road. If there's no place else open, Rocky Road probably is. So, we, some of the most us. high that we have gotten has been out of uh, Rocky Road. And one day we're going to go into a Rocky Road and they're going to recognize it. Right. Every time I go there, I throw off a card like, listen to us. I haven't told them that we talk about it because usually it's in a negative connotation. Right. So. It's, it's really not. not it's negative. not like it's we hate it. We just point out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things. And I will say this. One of our big complaints was that they never had deals. They had $5 out-the-door gram joints today at the mm-hmm. one on Washington and 112. So kudos to them for that. That was a great special. They listened to James. I bought a couple, and then I I actually thought about it, and I was like, actually, that's a really good deal, and I went back and bought more. Yeah. So. <laughs> they were, they yeah, they're, uh, they, they gave us some deals. That was pretty Maybe good. Maybe they are listening. Uh, who knows? Thank and you, that's, Rocky And Road. that's great. Your weed's great. Even yeah. on our open lake. Where are we on our... We're, 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 we're kind like of where we were. season one recap. Yeah, that's perfect. It pretty much goes in. And it's fine because you can kind of hear about the recap because you weren't here and you didn't listen to the shows on your own. I didn't even know what show I was going to be on until today. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we're glad to have you back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so why are we doing the show? Is the first question. That's a yeah. weird question. Yeah, well, you no, you answer that really question. question. You answer you that guys. question first, David. Why, why, Dave, are we doing the show? So, the reason why uh, we're doing the show, mm-hmm. um, James and I have been smoking weed since mm-hmm. we were sixteen years old, and we would every time we would go and smoke, we'd always sit in a circle and we would just banter back and forth, pop culture, science, politics. Um, just about everything you can think of. And every time we get together, we always do that. And our conversations are super interesting. Uh, we may not be, um, you know, we may not like the same stuff, but we all have opinions and we all have um, really cool points of view and everybody's super cool and laid back and it's fun to have this conversation. So um, it's an idea I've been kicking around for a couple years. Um, and I... 
I'm in this phase of my life where I'm uh, in a why not phase of my life, which is something I'm I really fucking appreciate about you, James. Is you're always you know why not? So you know I found a partner who is excited to do this, um, and then you got Nancy here who really brings a lot to the show that I think the show needed. I needed a, a female perspective. And not just a female perspective, okay. but... I was like, really? I do? No. <laughs> no, yeah. But not only that, but you work in a professional industry and you're successful at what you do. So you are breaking the traditional stoner trope. Like, yeah, that is true. I mean, if I can come out with my, you know, non-pseudonym name. But someday. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I get a bunch of people who enjoy what they're doing. We're having fun. It's fun to try to grow the show we're a legitimate business now we have yeah. EIN we have the LLC coming I mean this is a legitimate thing what? and, and uh, you know I have to say thanks to James for one saying that he would love to do his podcast and then also providing um, a space for us to do it so yeah. what made you say yes to this that's, we that's don't. literally the question what made why am I doing this show yeah. because um, once Dave had written his books Dave I've known Dave a long time. Whenever he puts his mind in anything, he usually does it. And he was interested in doing this. And it was something that I was good at. And I knew that Dave and I could probably produce a pretty good show. I wasn't sure how we play out on air. But especially after our first test show, it was weird. The one, Not the one that, that Chris was here for that we arranged. The one at uh, DW's. The one at DW's. Uh, and it's because everybody else was so standoffish of that show. You know, because DW... Uh, Everybody else that was there, Nancy was like, oh, no, we're not going to do any kind of talking or anything. But, uh, no, it's it's played out to a really good show. But, no, Dave Dave just, I, Dave puts his mind on something he does it, and it's something he wanted to do. And I had, I was excited to do it. I have to say, I mean, let's be honest, it started as almost like a just circumstantial thing. I was filling in. But I stuck with it for two things. The obvious one being that there, you don't have another female, and I did think that that opinion should be she filled another place. female. She filled your place as female, Chris. <laughs> but the second thing that made me do it, aside from faith in, in James um, as well, is I knew that Dave again when he does something. I don't. I didn't know you that well, actually. We're we're not. We know each other through distant circles, but we don't hang out a lot. But I did know that you decided one day you were going to write a book, and you did. And then it was published, and, you know, I don't know anybody else. I know a lot of people who say they're going to make things, but they don't do it, or it's half done in their garage. And I just was like, if anybody's going to really do something and take it serious and do it right, it's going to be Dave and James. Yeah. And so I respected that. I really, one of the best things about this show is it's given me an opportunity to learn about our, uh, you know, know you better. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, we've... Oh. Known each other, but not like you know. I didn't know about like your childhood and stuff, and so it's been really cool to <laughs> fucking learn all about that shit. Um, now I know how much uh, you fucking smoke, so that's pretty cool. I didn't know you smoked that much. I thought you were casual, but oh no, 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 no you're no. serious. I, you're a professional. If I could, if if it were socially acceptable to go to weed bars instead of bar bars, I'd pick that every time. I I'd not. I, this is kind of my preferred thing. Yeah, I always do that versus. Uh, drink in any day. Unless I'm going da- out dancing. I don't want to be super stoned about dancing. Cause uh, karaoke that's a whole other. is different. I don't think yeah. there's a lot of um, karaoke Well, that's singing, but bars. close. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And Chris, you were here for the first episode yeah. of the season, the last episode of the season. Why are you doing this show? Because uh, I was asked to be. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing to do on my Friday night, so uh, wallowing sadness and self-pity or mm. come over here. and That's usually the <sighs> promotion that we give people to be on the show. <laughs> Well, you get to say it. I mean, that's awful, but if it works and you're getting guests that way, then then stick with it. That's just a depressing biker, though. To go through, they're like, who does not have shit to do right now? Right. What the... I love (laughs) it. I bet they're crying in their ramen. We just go to support We just go to support groups on Thursdays and and see (laughs) what are you guys doing tomorrow? Do you know? Yeah, come, come talk in our areas. Yeah, and that's one thing that we'll talk about in season two is the, uh, the different guests and shit that we're going to bring on. Yeah. Yeah, we have, so, um, season two. We are not in any way implying that these people we are about to name are actually sad in any way, shape, or form. They could be sad. Nor that they are. We are not saying yeah. they are or are not. Let's just say that. I, I, I know personally some of them very sad. Yes. <laughs> they may not even know they're sad. They want to, you know, imply <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a couple of people that we're going to have on, so yeah, we'll talk a little bit, well, yeah, it's open, we're skipping the, the round of list. That's but fine, I'm keeping about, track, I'm checking. Alright, a little bit about season two, we're going to have some guests on, we're going to have, uh, or we're going to open up the season with Hollywood Tony P. Hollywood Tony P is a very funny YouTube producer, radio show producer, wrestling announcer, he pretty much is the jack of all... Puppeteer, he is a puppeteer. He is a certified bartender from the bartending college. <laughs> Former bartender too. Former bartender. He's an elk. No, Mason. The president the of the, <laughs> the president of the Gay and Lesbian Alliance for some reason. Um, yeah, he. Uh, so he's he's really funny. We're gonna have him, and he's gonna be our start off guest. We are going to have uh, Michael Santori from. Michigan? Minnesota? I, he's somewhere. It's somewhere, yeah, I don't remember either. Sorry. For some reason, I feel like he still has a, a random area. I don't know him. Yeah, I do know him. I don't know where he's at. There's no defense for that. It's experience. cold where he's at. I know that. Minnesota. I mean, that, Minnesota, yeah. He would, does he work at the Mall of America? Does he work at the Mall of America? That would make sense. <laughs> I don't even know this guy. I know him better than you do. Yeah, I just... <laughs> I, I know Mike's work somewhere, and I know I get... It's very no specific. wonder you were having a hard time getting on the show this season. You don't even know where to look. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you actually know Mike Santori? Uh, I'm going to post his award. He got this award for being the best dishwasher ever, or something like that. No, but it was... Yeah, you... It was a busser or something. Yeah, it was great. It, be, it was. But it was like a big deal. Like yeah. it was a fancy thing. Yeah. It was huge. It, was speech. it probably was the Mall of America. Because yeah. where else would you post something like that? Yeah, it was like best bus boy ever or something. <laughs> I don't know if that. Hey, at least he had an award. I I don't give awards for shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're gonna do Courtney Gunn is the the Harry Potter nerd. The Harry Potter. We're gonna nerd. do uh, high Harry Potter trivia. That's awesome. Yeah. Do, do, do. We're going to have Chris Pace. And Is that going to be a team game? Yes, oh, we're not. Yeah, okay. I can, we can set it up as a team game. We're going to have Chris Pace, which I was really bummed that I didn't after listening to the show. I was like, oh, I like the way, you know, he's, he's he interacts well. He, he flowed well with you. I was like, oh, that would have been an easy conversation. I was talking. Like Sean says he does. I was kind of talking along with it. I was like, Dave, better say this. And you know what? Almost every time I thought that, 
You did. You stepped up and you said it, and you were like, you even shouted out my uh, fucking love of uh, Star Wars Rogue One. Yeah. And um, we're going to try some old, we got one old school smoker, we're going to get a couple more. We want to do a one where we have like people who may not new smokers, but people who like have tried it before, and they're like, I don't really get high. And so we're going to come and get them really high. Um, we're going to do an all wives episode? Yeah. An all white episode. No, no. Why? Now you get us kicked off. No. We're already there. Congratulations. Other than our episode with DW, it has been an all white episode. We need to get some color up in here. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we're gonna do. We got a lot of stuff we're gonna try for season two, but. Definitely, that's where we got some guests set up. We got, I said, I my tattoo guy. He's, he works all the time. So we're going to have to we're go. We're going to have to go to him. We are going to have to go into his shop. Maybe we'll go see him on the off season. We're going to do some things on the off season. Um, we're going to do some big things this off season. We're going to remodel the room. We are going to remodel Studio, it. yeah. Yes, it's going to be a real studio. Yes. A real studio slash still game room for when people aren't using it. Well, you know, hang on. Yeah, the hangout chill area. And the table that we work it's on like top of. like the studio, of. I mean. This is actually a poker table when you flip it over. Yeah, it's, awesome. it's pretty cool. Yeah. And then underneath that is a bumper pool table. Yes. It's fun. So. Good times. So we have a, a lot of really cool shit coming in season two, but we also have a lot of shit coming in between seasons. Yes. Why don't you talk about some of the projects you're working on there? So, a few things that we're going to be working on in the off-season. We are making a... Uh, I am doing a documentary on my search for Larry Tinkle. Uh, hashtag, <laughs> where is Tinkle? And um, it's going to be a, it's a documentary. I'm going to talk to some old Jungle Cruise skippers, and we're going to work on that. Uh we're also going. We're all going to do a little bit of documentary because we're also going to be working through uh, Truckee Pacific Productions or Pictures. We have a name at the end of it. But what we're going to do with that is we're going to create a whole crap ton of new content for our YouTube page that is going to be a little bit about we, but a little bit about the other stuff that we like. We're we're nerds. We like science. We like TV shows. We like other things. So. We're going to make some documentary, little documentary films for you guys to watch. Little mini films. Those sound great. Yeah. Sounds fun. But a whole wide range of stories. Weed. Your heavy metal experience, right? Yeah. Aren't you going did to you listen to Chris's uh, tips for going to a metal show with me? I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, well, yeah I'm going to a metal show with Dave on the in December. We're going to go see who are we seeing? We are seeing a newer. Amir. We're seeing As I Lie Dying. As I Lie Dying. And After the Burial. And After the Burial. So we get 10 seconds. <laughs> so we get 10 seconds to play a song. So I'm going to play 10 seconds of Amir. But I have to find the, the right song for you. So I come amongst yourselves. Yeah, we'll come back to you. Come amongst yourselves now. Just get him into a circle. No, don't. No, he, no, he's too old for a circle pit, brother. Ooh, ouch. That's not You can do a circle pit. I'm too old for you're, you're a big You're a big guy. We have a high it. deductible. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. So we're just talking.
really do a lot of jumping. There is. I thought of a third gift guest you should bring, but he sh- we'll talk about it later. Unlike these two, I do not doubt your health. You can go in that circle pit. You'll be fine. You're gonna well, blow he can't be a part of this show, but I do think you should take Delton. To what? To the, the heavy metal thing. It'd be cute. I your first heavy metal come. show would be your I son. love when fucking people come with me to metal shows. I'll go. Metal sh- go please do. Okay. Um, those who haven't been to a metal show before... It's a really small community, and people are cool as fuck. They look like me, um, but they're cool as fuck. Which, <laughs> okay, James just bought some. <laughs> He's burning down the house. That's fine. You talking about just a little yeah. burning. That's <laughs> okay. We're remodeling anyway. I caught, I caught it almost. Made that layer of skin. Yeah, so metal shows, cool as fuck. The people are super nice. Um, they just look evil. Everybody's super cool. Well, it's, uh, I remember I was living out in Los Angeles and went to, oh, I forget the, the name of the festival show, but Big Metal Festival um, had, like, Slipknot and a few other bands as headliners. But I remember one of the second stage bands. Uh, is Slipknot was, Big Heavy is... Yeah. Okay. They're yeah. one of the bigger yeah. metal bands these days. Well, and we went to, uh, we saw Walls of Jericho on Fuck yeah. second stage. Great stage. They're Which, a great band. And to the uh, female heavy metal singer, and and she controlled the pit great. And how he's uh, joking about James going in the circle pit, and you were saying uh, with the community. I remember being there in circle pit, and it was I done a normal pit. That was the first time I did a circle pit, so that was fun. Got the shit beat out of me. But at one point, this uh, younger black kid falls down, and you see this guy come up with the like white supremacist tattoos, like Panther Faust on him, and. Uh, SS tattoos and all that comes out of the pit, puts his hand out, gets a kid up, gives him a pat on the back, pushes him back in, and like you said, I'm like it's a great community. So at that point, it's like, all right, yeah, <laughs> you may not like that person, but it's like no, you're in the pit. Come on, yeah, because you're all there just to fucking see some heavy metal, and yeah, it's not, it's a pretty niche thing. Like there's these venues are pretty small, um, but you know when you're there, you're fucking super passionate, and so. People are there to help you and have a good time. Interesting. I'll yeah. be intrigued. We're is there black. an age restriction on this particular concert? No, at the summit, okay. you can be 16 or over. Okay. Yeah. Hell, yeah. uh, we took our kid to uh, Chelsea Grin, uh, Born of Osiris show. So, you got to see a fucking real heavy metal show. I've right. never been a huge metal fan. I mean, not that I disliked it, I just never was super into it. I knew a couple people that listened to it here and there, but... Really, my 16-year-old son now is why I, I'm discovering it. And I don't know why I didn't listen to it or give it the credit I should have. I mean, you have a good time. I mentioned it before, System of a Down, I've recently discovered. And it's kind of nice that I missed them the first time because it's fun to find a new band. And you <laughs> never expected the metal people are, are going to be... Uh, when Nine Inch Nails was playing, one of the many times that Trent said they were done, um, I had tickets for what was the quote-unquote, last Nine Inch Nails uh, show out in Los Angeles. But to get pit passes, you still had to wait in line. And a woman I was dating at the time, she had to work, so I waited in line for, like, eight hours to get the pit passes because it's last show. And there was this really cute woman ahead of me in line who was just really friendly to everybody and, like, went over to the Walgreens nearby was buying everybody water. And then uh, my ex shows up and starts freaking out. It's like, can you get a picture? And it's... 
all right, the nice lady. And I guess it's Adrian Curry, who I guess was a swimsuit model. She was married to one of the Brady's, <laughs> my fair Brady, whichever one that was, James would know. Oh, uh, she was the one who uh, was married to Peter. Yeah. And it's one of those, and it's just like model, actress, all of that. And it's like, no, you're waiting in line for eight hours to be in the pit at a show. That's weird. So, I have a story that combines your story and your story. So, when my wife and I were first married, so we were talking about probably 15 years ago, System of a Down uh, was playing pop-up shows around the country where they would say, tomorrow we're playing at the Ogden. Um, tickets go on sale at 6 a.m. And so, and the, there were tickets for the day of, like, you go and buy the tickets, you go right into the Ogden and listen to them. Wow. We fucking got there at 4 o'clock, no, 2 o'clock in the morning, and we waited in this line, and this fucking line was, like, blocks long by the time we got yeah. there, 2 o'clock in the morning, and we were probably maybe 100 feet away, and they fucking sold out, and we had been there probably 14 hours in line, wow. and it kind of ruined our love of System of a Down, even though they really had nothing to do with it, but <laughs> just the fact that we were in line for 14 fucking hours... Kind of ruined it. Like it, it was Surge who bought that last block of tickets He's right before you. Yeah. <laughs> no, these motherfuckers were buying tickets at the front and then going to the back and scalping them. And they said, like, it's a two-ticket maximum, but they're just fucking selling as many tickets as they wanted, and then they went in the back and sold Truth be told, I knew a couple, like, when people said heavy metal when I was a teenager, which is your formative music picking years, really, let's face it. Like, I thought Metallica type stuff. And then I had a cousin who said he was going to take me to a concert, a heavy metal concert, and I did not know anything about this band. There was no internet. It was Guar. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm yeah. jealous. Hell yeah. I had no idea yeah. what I was getting into. Uh, Google Guar. very different. Yeah, I, can't, I won't even begin to try to explain what I saw. It was very crazy. We were towards the front. Nice. The oh, perfect. And it was, I mean, you know, it was just somebody had canceled on him, yes. and so it was a joke he took me. And it was not terrible. I just, I had no idea. I was, like, listening to rap and pop. So I had no idea what to expect. But, you know, my dad's a rock band. He's a drummer. So I, I seem wild. I get it. And it was interesting. It was very yeah. interesting. The only other experience I had, I went to a New Year's Primus show, I think in 93 or 94. It's a good show. Yeah. That yeah, it was cool. fun. I bet that, that was cool stuff. Yeah. But back then, I didn't appreciate it. I only knew my name is Mud. You know yeah. what I mean? But it was fun. Les Claypool almost became the bassist after Jason Newstead left Metallica. Really? Yeah, also Twiggy Ramirez from Marilyn Manson also tried out for Metallica. Now, I have to admit, really? even though I wasn't big into heavy metal, for some reason I like all the, you know, like the cover songs or the big hits of Marilyn Manson. I always have. I like his version of This Is Halloween, even. I yeah, for sure. Fun. Well, to be uh, fair, Antichrist Superstar is still one of the best rock operas. Last couple of decades, and it's like I want to see somebody with the balls to actually stage it. Because if yeah. you listen to it, it's like you could totally do that as a stage performance. I just want to see somebody who has the balls to do it. Because <laughs> it could be awesome. It could be like a new Rocky Horror thing. We could have crowd interaction. It'd be fun. Real Manson puts on a great show. Really great. Does. Yeah, he's really theatric. I mean, I you rarely go to a metal show that's bad because. You are there, you love the band, yeah. you have to it search out their music and shit. Yeah. So you rarely have a bad experience in a metal show. I've had bad, like, one of the most disappointing concerts I've ever went to is Tool. And I love Tool. And they have a, the Fear Not Kill was a great album. Mm-hmm. 
um, and my wife bought scalp tickets, and we went all the way to Colorado Springs to see them. They didn't play sober, which is was That's, my number yeah, one. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like the fucking. <coughs> uh, I can't think of anything. I'm so fucking stoned right now. <laughs> yeah. So it's like Nirvana when they didn't play like smells like Teen Spirit. You know, it's right. like you gotta play your big song. Right. Yeah. Um. In between your big songs, you can put that crappy new stuff that you've been working on. But if I'm going to see Garth Brooks, no, I better hear knows sober. So, if yeah. you think of Tool, you think of Sober. So sober, you, yeah. It was even, that was one of the few ones that kind of crossed over, I think, for people. I, I know me Absolutely. and my friends listened to that one in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. And Maynard's a fucking super weird dude. So he was in the that, back of the stage. He was wearing a full body length um, unitard that was black. And the only way you would ever see him is when they went from black to black light. Right. And he had shit crawled over him. And so, but you didn't see him, um, which was fine. But then they didn't play sober. And some of them, they, they played like a 20-minute rendition of one of the I mean, it was like, I wanted to see two. I want to fucking see sober. I want to see him rock out. I don't need to see a trippy reimagining. So I was actually kind of bummed out by um, Tool when I saw him. But then when Maynard toured with A Perfect Circle, completely different experience. They smaller band, people mm-hmm. didn't really know them, and they fucking blew the socks off. They opened for Nine Inch Nails when I first saw them. Fucking just blew the roof off the place. They were so fucking good. So. Well, see, and with Nine Inch Nails, I've seen them, I think, like six times. And one of my friends, I took her to see them for the first time, and it was Jane's Addiction and Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. And Street Street was Social Club with fucking Tom Morello, Playing mad guitar. See, and we and we got there right after uh, Street Sweeper finished, which made me sad. But um, yeah, Trent did not give a shit that night, so it was a horrible Nine Inch Nails performance. Which my friend was happy. She tweeted about it, and Trent wrote back, and she had said something like, "Can you actually do a good show next time?" And he responded, "It's like give me a good audience, and I will." So she was geeking out about that for like a couple of weeks, but. Trent just didn't give a shit that night. Jane's Addiction, who I was never really a big fan of, amazing show. Just absolutely amazing. See, I go through these Nine Nails shows with Nine Nails colored glasses. I thought that fucking show was amazing. The whole, and I, when I go see a, a metal show, um, I don't just go to see the headliner. Like, I don't really know a Muir, but I'm excited to see him. Uh, a lot of times the opening bands will blow us away. Uh, we went and saw Marilyn Manson, and there's a local band from Boulder called Devochka. Um, if you Devochka guys have seen awesome. uh, Little Miss Sunshine, they do mm-hmm. the soundcheck to Little Miss Sunshine. And they are like an old school, like Scandinavian, European mm-hmm. sounding thing. They have accordions and big fucking bass and shit. And they fucking just tore it up. And this is a Marilyn Manson crowd. And this is this weird fucking Scandinavian sounding band, and they fucking explode. And that's one of my favorite concerts because I get to find them. I do know stuff by them then, because I have that soundtrack, because there's a song by Eva Sumac on there, and I love her. She was like in the beginning. So, where are we on our outline, Jane? I think that we, we're upgrading the studio, putting more content in between season one or season two. Uh, I actually think we hit our outline, and I think that. Uh, I think that we... Well, what's uh, one thing we missed on here? You I want to know the, what's the best thing that uh, you watched since we started doing the show. Because we were talking, we had a whole episode about <coughs> our favorite things of the summer, but there's been so much content that's been put out since then. So 
Uh, what's uh, something you enjoyed the, watching since then? So the best thing that I'm enjoying watching and I've enjoyed is the start of the DC uh, on CW season. I really like the Flash and the Arrow and the growing into the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths because that's going to be a great story and this is a... I've watched a lot of DC TV. They're going way back to Smallville. They're going way back. They're bringing everybody they can of who's ever been on TV with DC in there. It's exciting. It's I did not expect to like Arrow. Netflix kept recommending it to me. Once I finally watched it, I was hooked, and the universe just grew out big. So this is a, and this is something I think is neat. This is something I've always liked in TV shows where they have a, a giant universe. I liked it with Buffy and Angel. I liked it with Star Trek shows when Deep Space Nine and The Next Generation were on the same time. I love a universe, a big universe that can be played with, and the DCCW is is the best one going right now, and I'm very, that's the what I've enjoyed the most watching since we started the show was the beginning of this season. Well, like you talking about crossovers and just bringing in all these different shows, which DC's killing it. Like, what I'm really looking forward to with the crossover, though, is I just want to see what they're going to do with bringing Allison Mack in and her character. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see how they're going to go forward with that. Right. How it ties in. Like, right. maybe on some other Earths, she didn't get arrested for that cult. Right, right. You could have Barry breaking it up. I think it'd be great to see. That would be interesting. No idea what you're talking about. I like Arrow. I, I know don't Nexium. like the Flash. Or Nexium, was it? Nexium. Nexium. Ax- yeah, something yeah. like that. It's crazy. It's a sex called live. This actress from Smallville. Oh, yeah. Out, yeah, I was, like, yeah, recruiting other women. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so. Yeah, that was on one of our shows. <laughs> So what about you? What's the best thing you watched? Um, I will say Marianne really fucking stood yeah. out. Of all the shit that I've watched, uh, Marianne probably stood out the most. I'll probably even go and watch again. Stranger Things 4. Uh, I think we ended... Uh, I guess we talked about that in the yeah, summer did. episode. So Marianne, yes. Now with Marianne, um, subtitles or dub? Uh, I, I do both. Because I have shitty hearing, so okay. I have to listen and read at the same time. So I just have both on. See, I, I did subtitles. I turned on dub for a couple minutes in the second episode. It's just the voice actors for me. I'm like, these are horrible. Huh. Okay. Yeah, good show. I even if you're not into horror, like just give one episode. It'll scare the fuck out of you, but it'll feel so good afterwards. I'm going to try it. Nancy likes that. What about you, Nancy? Which one were we answering? What's the best, best thing you watched? watched? Oh, the best thing we watched. Okay, so for me, new it was living with yourself. It was a pleasant surprise for me. I, I think, and the best, like my old, I mean, obviously Bob's Burgers, but for a specific reason, I really felt like it was slipping last season, and I feel like this season has been better. It was starting to go into, like, a routine like Goldberg's for me, and it's gotten better this season, so. Chris, what's uh, the best thing you've watched since the first episode you were here for in this episode? Um, that, that's quite a bit to choose from at that point. I'd say for me, uh, not only because it's a great show, but because growing up, like I watched movie magic on the Discovery Channel all the time. I did a claymation video when I was in like fourth grade, so always loved special effects, especially practical effects, so i uh, got to go for New Dark Crystal. On oh, Netflix. yeah, that was good. I watched 
Well, and it's like I'm halfway through the uh, first season, and the good thing is it's been so long since I saw The Dark Crystal, I don't remember that, so I'm like, I'll watch the prequel show and then go back to it. But it's the first time I've watched something that, because I've seen it in the Netflix queue, I want to finish the series to watch the documentary of how they did it. Because just looking at some of those shots, and it's like, this is practical effects. And I'm like, I don't want to spoil it, but I want to get through so I can see. It's like, how did you do this scene with 20 moving parts? Dark Crystal is one of those ones, one of those few movies that I can watch again. I'm like, how did I like this? Like, for me, it doesn't hold up. Like, Labyrinth, I watched it recently, probably in the last couple years. Mm -hmm. And it still holds up, and it's still a fun movie. But Dark Crystal, I'm like, this is... Goofy fucking movie. I still listen to the Labyrinth soundtrack. That's like this morning, I was it was on my playlist. Right. Yeah. David Bowie's great. Yeah, amazing. What about it's Legend? Amazing. Can you still watch Legend? Or Not really. That's kind of over top. No. Tim Curry's great. Is the devil thing? Yeah. He's great in everything. I haven't even tried to watch it again because I know Legend. I'm just like, I remember it being awesome. I'm like, should not watch. What about Willow? Willow's good. We watched it not too long ago, and it's a pretty fun movie. That's gonna be on I, Disney Plus. I think Plus. for me, yeah. the one I loved, and for some reason, I don't. It was. I think it's Beastmaster. Oh yeah, yeah. Little, yeah. Ferrets, <laughs> little ferrets and the, oh, yeah. the ring with the eye so and the stuff. Yeah, no, there's I, some funny fucking uh, fantasy movies from back. Do you guys yeah. remember Kroll? The dude yeah. has like the little yeah. knife thing. That was fun. Clash of the Titans. Uh, that yeah, one Flash actually, I still watch that actually. Yeah, Clash of the Titans are fun. I love it. What's it, Bilbo, the little owl? Oh yeah. Yeah. Bilbo. Well, what holds up really no. well is uh, Time Bandits. But that's just Terry Gilliam stuff in general. But I went back and watched that like a year ago, and that's still great. Yeah, that's a fun movie. I still have it memorized, and I'll watch it any day of the week. Is Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. I, when Which I was a they're... kid, me and my next-door neighbor friends, we'd sit, <sighs> it'd be summer, and we'd go in and watch it. We'd, like, fake <laughs> fight each other with each scene. Which, Dave, and, I, and I'm sorry to trigger you, there are talks about remaking it right now. No. Which one? Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, I know they are, and they shouldn't and do it. one no. of the people that they're looking at casting. Uh, Chris Pratt? No. The Rock! <laughs> no. Which, I'm not one of those people who's like, you shouldn't remake movies, because I'm fine with it. Like, when the new Ghostbusters came out. Well, because yeah, effects change, and like, I want to see how you're going to change yeah, that. And I, sometimes, like, there are movies where the culture is changing. I want them yeah. to change parts of it. So, well, yeah, I'm sure there's... They're, thinking back, I'm like, there's quite a few scenes in Big Trouble in Little China. It's like, yeah, you can't... can't really do that now. That's kind of... I do think a movie like that the title in this day and age might start off with issues. It's not going to, you know... It's, Big Trouble in we'll Little Asia. I don't know what they're going to do. It's a good movie, though. Wasn't that the family guy one? <laughs> Are you Jackie Chan? You Jackie Chan. <laughs> Greatest, greatest movie from my childhood memories yeah. as far as sci-fi type. Well, I don't know if you call it fantasy, I guess we'll go with that. Yeah. Gotta find the girl with the green eyes. Right. There's so many great movies that we had for kids. Yeah. When we were growing up. I mean, yeah. think about Goonies, Explorers, oh, yeah. Flight of the Navigator, um, Space, Space Camp. Camp. Great. Fucking, so Joaquin Phoenix was in Space Camp, but his name was not Joaquin Phoenix. What was it? Fuck, I don't know. I'm high as shit. Somebody I Google that. <laughs> the Goonies impacted well, that's my only childhood half a fact so much. There, that's Even half a, a fact. a year ago, I was in Oregon for no... I was nowhere near where The Rock was that it was filmed. But I was 55 miles east of it. 
for work, and I actually took my evening off and drove all the way out in the middle of a rainstorm, which I didn't know what to expect in Oregon. That's scary. And I got yeah, out there just to see the rock. I did. It was just to see the rock where the boat came out from behind in the scene. It was worth it. In, in which movie? In The Goonies. And it's crazy. Like, it seems like a waste of a drive. I'm just... Well, I had nothing else to do. It was the rental, <laughs> and I, I mean, I prepaid the gas. And what do I care? 40-minute drive. You had 80 minutes. Each way, yeah. in a rain. And when I got there, actually, there were signs. Like, you go into these dips where they tell you flat out, you're in a flood, tsunami, like, danger zone. And it was raining really hard, so I didn't stay very long. But I did go see it. I was excited. So did a pirate ship come out? It's much closer to the shore than you expect. And but, but did a pirate ship come out? No, because a pirate wouldn't, or a ship wouldn't really fit behind it. It seems like a waste of a drink. <laughs> it was exciting! <laughs> so, put on your thinking caps, kids. What do you think a Goonies 2 would be like? And should they make a Goonies 2? I would rather reboot the existing story than try to do a sequel of that. It doesn't make any sense for a sequel. There's no... <laughs> There's no yeah, well, I, I mean, unless they grow up and mismanage their money yeah, too. And I'd rather see all new another fatalities. Pirate, and, yeah, yeah I'd, rather, I'd rather them just redo the movie than sequelize the movie. Yeah, well, I would agree with that. Yeah, I can't see... One-Eyed Willie didn't hide all of the <laughs> see One-Eyed Willie. <laughs> in all of the different places, so... Well, I mean, the ship did sail off, I guess. But that implies that, like, he's a ghost that, you know, does things. Yes, they <laughs> place in the same place. As they, were, they were named Goonies because of where they lived, you know. Goondocks. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't leave the Goondocks. At this point, it is such an established... Aura type thing about the original Goonies to introduce something else would be weird in that in that existing universe. It has to. It has to. You might as well just re redo the original movie. See, I don't know if you should necessarily do the original. Which before I do that, and just so you know, Nancy, I've driven longer for something even more boring. The uh, rocks for Star Trek. So I was not trying to call you out. No, it's fine. <laughs> but that it's was all about also a waste of time. Priority. I was like, yep. Kirk fought here in I the know. middle of the desert. That must have sucked for him when they drove out here to film this I know for a fact James was pretty much given a carte blanche on his bachelor party, and he went to the Star Trek experience that day. So, you know, whatever. Oh, for each person to each their own. But see, with, with doing a sequel, I, I don't think that you remake it. Honestly, with something like that, um, you, you kind of just have to go, all right, you acknowledge the original exists, do something different, as much as I don't think it needs a sequel, you do something like, it's their kids, and they're all taking a family friend's vacation, they're on an island or something, and you have another oh, there place you go. that like when I second like, generation yeah, because if you try to do it back in the U.S., something similar, I'm like, eh, it won't work. If you're gonna have it not work, try something new. Like how many pirate ships are really just hidden off in caves in the coast of Oregon? Actually, you'd be surprised. I would be surprised. <laughs> I read a National Geo the other day. Well, we'll have to find out. What's most fun? The when you think back to your pre ten years, you, the movie that sticks out like this is my favorite movie from when I was ten years old or younger. Ooh, that's a great one! Ah. I think we watched that one at DW's house on a sleepover. Yeah, yeah but I watch that with James all the time, so I'm glad you took that, because otherwise I would have had to do taking that as well. Yeah, that's right. Watching Nancy. 
I, I honestly think it was Big Trouble in Little China. Like, great. Yes. Still a great movie. Mm. Never Ending Story, probably. Yeah. Ooh. I'd go Never Ending Story as well. Because that was the first movie I ever watched on VHS, and I watched it so much. Whenever we had the VCR, watch it. Back to back to back. See, that, that was my first movie crush as a very little kid. The Childlike Empress. Yeah. Uh, Falcor. No Falcor. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was when I got older and discovered there's a community of people like me out there. <laughs> Falcorites. You guys so, get together once a year at a Ramada somewhere on the highway. You have to embrace your inner and outer luck dragons sometimes. <laughs> so does More dragons know the, the case maybe. name of the princess, the Charlie Kim Prince? You know she Bastion has to fucking shout out her name. Yeah. What's her name? I don't know. All I only remember is a Treyu, and I think that's the horse. I no, Treyu's the boy, right? No, Treyu's the um the Native American. Um. Oh, that's the boy that. Yeah. Yeah, so, the yeah. boy in the book, not the boy. Yeah, the book. exactly. Okay. Um, can you spell out her name? Sue. No. Martha. <laughs> it's Martha. It's Moonchild. It's Moonchild. Moonchild. Yeah. No, no, I was not aware <laughs> that it was the Zappa family in charge of the Never Ending Story <laughs> kingdom. <laughs> Good what reference. the fuck was the name of the horse? No, you got Artex. No. See, I've seen it. I like the fucking movie. It out of Orla was the name of the turtle. You know? Yeah. Rock giant. She's brute like be strong. Yeah, That's why I picked the easy name, Falcor. Falcor, everyone knows. Um... Yeah, that's fun. I, you, know, that was good. Yeah, yeah. that was good. Yeah, yeah, I like. Yeah. It was a good. But that's kind of the whole point of the the show, man. That's right. Just talk and have, talk about movies, talk about growing up, having good time smoking weed. And it was a great outline that did yes. not that. All outlines are good outlines. No, this one, this one's the best. Um, so this is the end of season one, and. Uh, Nancy, would you like to say something before we sign off the air? Um, just everybody have a great winter, and I can't wait to see the completed room for next season, and I am looking forward to having new guests, because I have not been able to Because she is tired of us. And Chris, anything that you want to say before the end of the season? Um, if you're around North Denver, watch out. I've been in a country where they drive on the other side of the road for two months. Still getting used to being back here, so my apologies in advance. And great to be back on the show, even though you never heard the first episode of it all. This is really the first time <laughs> that they are hearing you. Dave, you did hear that episode. I'm slightly disturbed now. Please contact us. <laughs> so what's the name of the pizza again? The Randy Newman pizza. <laughs> the short short pizzas. <laughs> Randy Newman short, short pizzas. Short pizzas. <laughs> That was a good show. Uh, that, was, we did. <laughs> that short pizza was great. Yeah. So, <laughs> you, should, you should hear it. <laughs> they should hear it, but they're never going to hear it. Only DW. That's why, once again, if you have heard it, please contact us. <laughs> There's something going on. Dave? Um, you know, thank you to you for hosting the, the show here, for saying yes to even doing it. Um, thank you to everybody who's been listening, to uh, DW and Chris, who are guests on our show, um, to our episode two guests. Thank you for saying yes to being on. 
Um, I love being creative. I love creating shit, and I'm in a group of people who like to create shit. So um, I'm getting a lot of life enjoyment from this podcast. Uh, not just because of the weed, but you know we're putting fun stuff out there. <laughs> that, oh, the, weed the weed helps. <laughs> they go hand in hand. But uh, yeah, I think it was a great season, man. It was fun to experiment, try different shit. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever you had an idea, we would roll with it. And whenever I had an idea, we'd roll with it. There was never a no. Um, that's fun. It's you know, like yeah, I said, it's the why not. It's yeah. the why not kind of way of living. So I love that shit. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, it's been a, you know what, for me, uh, it's been a great season. I'm glad that you included us and let it, let everybody, yeah. you know, jump in the, the way that you did. And, uh, yeah, you went balls of the wall with it, and it's cool, and that's the way we like to do it. And I, and I am kind of that never, I do like that never know mentality, like we're going to at least try it, see what it sounds like and everything. So, yeah, it was a really good season. I'm really excited to move into, uh, some off-season work, some advertising, some season two. Hopefully you see us in different uh, environments online, which we're growing with, with a bit. And now that Chris is back in town, we're going to have him uh, work on that. That's kind of where he is. Yeah. Um, speaking of us online, uh, I'm going to give... Let's give it to Chris so he can read it. So All right. you... Oh, real quick, though, just in case you were curious, the name of the porn that I would look up is called <laughs> The Living End. So if you write it down food, right now, it's a living in. It does not need the porn in it. The movie itself is great. So the end is suggesting a posterior. <laughs> it's about the end of the world, and there's a nuclear explosion, and all these people show up at this house, but they're random people, like a cheerleader and like a like a stock accountant, and they're like, "Oh no, the world's ending," and then they're like. We should just have sex. And then they have sex. And then they're like... As one does. Yeah, and they're watching the game. And they're like, how are you watching the, the that baseball game? And they're like, oh, it's time delayed. So it's, you know, the nuclear bomb hasn't gone off. And Cowboys is just living in. That's porn. Without porn. Chris, give the emails. On that to note. the cycle. <laughs> yes, and on that note. So you can contact us on Twitter at podcast uh, and that's P-O-T-C-A-S-T Instagram at Mile High Podcast Facebook at Mile High Podcast If you want to get a hold of us by email that would be Podcast at gmail.com Alright, well thank you guys so much, thank you for having me back on We will see you back here in 2020 Yeah, sounds yeah. good And if you guys remember, Chris is the name uh, that you'll hear at the very first of every episode, that's Chris doing our uh, intro. So. Yeah, and you're gonna hear See, some of our little documentaries and everything. It'll be good. Yeah, he's gonna be happy to have fucking voice. Yeah, thank you, thank good you. Good to have Chris. Merry Christmas, happy Merry New Year. Merry Christmas, happy New Year, Julius Kwanzaa. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Podcast. Contact us at themilehighpodcast.com. That's themilehighpodcast.com.